0: Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Games We Love podcast. It's been a while, and so some explanation is probably in order. But before anything, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to push play on this episode. We have some exciting changes in store for the podcast, and I'm anxious to tell you about them. First off, I will reintroduce myself. I'm Aaron, and I started the Games We Love a couple of years ago, And it was meant to be a place for interviews with video game industry professionals, whether they be journalists, various streaming personalities, developers themselves, etc., where we would talk about their work and some of their favorite games. The first season of the show, we're going to call and refer to as the alpha season going forward with this rebrand as the beta model. And those alpha episodes, 1 through 11, are going to remain available in the podcast feed. So by all means, check those out. There's some great conversations there with folks from GameSpot, previous people who worked at IGN, we've got YouTube reviewers, I've got my daughter on one episode who's now in college studying game design, all kinds of fun stuff to listen to there. We will do more episodes like that in the future where we have some interviews, but that kind of content is going to be extra and not part of the weekly drops. This is going to be the games we love remake or remaster or reboot, whatever you want to call it. And going forward, going to have a crew of other folks joining me every week to discuss the games we're playing, both old and new, talk about our experiences with ongoing progression, discuss any eventful news that we find interesting, and share some recommendations for things that we enjoy across any Other of our number of nerdy hobbies. We're just some friends. We're having fun conversations about you got it, the games we love, and hopefully you will enjoy them too. And now that I've babbled enough, let's get to introducing you to the new crew, shall we? We're going to go through this in this first episode and introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about what excites us about doing the podcast, why we're here, what we want to get out of this, and what we hope that you will get out of it as well. And I'm going to start. With my friend, Kevin Brackett. Kevin, hello.
1: Hello, folks. I'm happy to be here. This is very exciting. And Aaron, thank you very much for inviting me to be a part of this. My name's Kevin. Kevin Brackett. I'm a lifelong video gamer. Started gaming when I was around two years old on the Nintendo Entertainment System. So old school. You used a Nintendo when you were two? I did. Wow. I have video proof if you don't believe
0: me. I'm going to want to see that at some point.
1: Home, home videos, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, seriously. I, I mean, been gaming since too never stopped. Um, I don't have as much time as I would like to. So when Aaron is talking about different styles of gamers and people that buy the new games, people that play a game until they beat it, or people that move on very quickly, I'm in the latter category where I like to buy a lot of games, and I wish I had the time to finish them. But I love to game, and I love to try new stuff. So. That's me. you can find me gaming whenever I can fit the time in with my schedule these days. I've got two kids at home, so you know schedule's a little hectic, but uh yeah my my first gaming memory, like I'd said, is the NES, and seriously, I was two years old, probably pretty close to three, but technically two, and was playing NES and trying to trying to beat those levels, get Bowser and my favorite games for the Nintendo Entertainment System are the original Final Fantasy. Super Mario Brothers 3, and I'm a big Simpsons fan, so Bart vs. the World is another one that I love. Um, I primarily game on PlayStation 5, although I've got Xbox, I've got all of them, so love to have options. Been playing some Kirby and Metroid on the Switch, so getting a little bit of love there. And for anyone else who has heard me on my other podcast, or, you know, especially if you listen to Aaron's Feel and Film podcast, I'm a big movie guy, so uh, usually I'm watching more movies than playing games, but hopefully I'll be able to balance things out a little bit more now that we're doing this show.
0: Yeah, I totally hear you there. Hopefully, we will all be able to get in a little bit of additional gaming time. Although we are all very busy. We all have so many hobbies and so many things going on. I think that's part of the awesome nature of what we have here in the group that we put together is that we are just a bunch of gamers who also love other things. We're not fully devoted to nothing but spending forty hours of gaming time every week. But it's a big part of all of our lives and it's something that we care about and we enjoy and we want to be sure and continue doing. Next up, I'm gonna introduce Jesse. So Jesse, thank you for joining us. I'm excited to learn more about Jesse because I am just now meeting Jesse. Jesse is uh where are you from? Saint Louis,
2: right? Yeah, I'm in St. Louis. I'm originally from uh Oregon. Portland but uh I'm in the Midwest now.
0: When did you get there? How did you make that jump?
2: Right, everybody asked that. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm in Seattle, so it's like I went from Arkansas to Seattle. So we almost did like a reversey kind of uh, Yeah, I
2: thing. went backwards on the Oregon Trail. I don't, know. I don't know why. I there's really no good explanation to it. I was like 12, 13, so it really wasn't entirely my choice. I had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> I cannot be held responsible. <laughs> <But it stuck. laughs>
0: you're there well, now and you're staying. <clears throat>
2: Well, I don't want to say I'm staying, but <laughs> I've stayed so far.
0: <laughs> well, these guys are in St. Louis as well, so they'll probably try and sell you on it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't. Oh, God, no. Just the, the weather itself is terrible. I mean, Seattle, it rains all the time, but I'd rather have that, honestly. It's so humid here.
0: Yeah, I can't stand the humidity either. Well, tell us what you are like. Tell us about your history with gaming and what you're into.
2: Yeah, so there's I mean, I guess a lot, pretty much my history with gaming. I pretty sure I was probably one by the time I was at least one when I was first starting to get into games, my uh dad was a gamer and the first consoles that I remember playing on were he had ColecoVision, Atari and the uh NES. So, when I was at my sister's dad's, he, they had ColecoVision and Atari and my dad had all of them including the NES and I even have a photo proof of when I was two, sitting down, all cute-like, playing Super Mario Brothers, and I I will say I was completing some levels at that point. (laughs) This sounds very familiar. I also, what I'm interested in, pretty much, I mean, I like all the, you know, girly games, I suppose. Um, (laughs) I like the RPGs. I like the uh, action-adventure games, Um, pretty much I like any game, like, Legend of Zelda is one of my current, you know, not necessarily current, but, like, in general favorites. I have pretty much every system, except for, like, the brand new ones. I have a a museum, if you will. (laughs) So I I have a vast interest in the retro games, is what the kids call them these days, I suppose. And I also have done a lot of uh, PC gaming. When people ask, are you a PC gamer or a console gamer? I don't understand that because I'm a gamer. I I have everything. I love it. Especially because it's like I have a game that I like to play, but it's on this console or system. And so I have to get that. So that's pretty much what happened. Like, Fable is one of my favorites. So I had to get, you know, the the Xboxes. And then I loved... um, pretty much every top game that was on PlayStation so I had to get that but yeah every single Game Boy I even have like a couple Game Boys that people never heard of I have the original Game Boy I have a Game Boy Micro (laughs) my first job was working at GameStop so yeah (laughs) I do like some of the like I'll play more like RPGs with friends I can get pretty good at them but I do prefer the more chill games more retro old school games yeah
0: that's great I love the retro angle there because it's definitely not me and i'm the <laughs> opposite of you where i have always just traded up constantly from one yeah. console to the next to the next to the next i've never kept them and i always regret it and i keep yep. doing it over and over and like i just went through a process this weekend where i had to overpay for a new 3ds xl because i wanted uh. to get one and Loaded up with a bunch of games before the Nintendo eShop goes offline next year, and I mean I've literally owned this exact 3DS XL at regular price, you know, half a yeah. decade ago, yep. and then I had to spend like three days on Nintendo uh, customer service trying to get my account transferred and all these dumb things, <laughs> all because I wasn't patient enough to just set it down and be like, Aaron, you might want to play it a year later. But so I yeah. I think that's awesome that
2: you. Yeah, I mean I I don't stuff. trade up, I just collect up. I just that's keep great. adding to the collection.
0: It's <laughs> a, it's a great quality. So many people are like me, I think, and don't keep their stuff, and it, yeah. it's really neat to be able. Well, to go I see back. them as a
2: collectible too. Like, you know, they're valuable even more so in the future. And I've always been, even when I was little, I always had a mind for investment. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the only time I ever did trade in something was the GameCube, and I wholeheartedly regret that. But I, that was when the um the original not the original the uh backlit 3ds's came out oh yeah sp or the sps and i really wanted one of those and i couldn't afford it at the time so that's my one regret i never let yeah, it
0: I guess it's <laughs> the, 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 the the trading in for for uh credit was always the thing that got me too like oh i can get it cheaper so why wouldn't i do what i want to do in the moment I, i'm not yeah. a good long-term planner yeah. <laughs> So what else do you do? Like, what are, I know you have a Twitch channel. So mm-hmm, what yeah. kind of projects do you have going on? Because you're a busy gal.
2: Yes. Yeah, I have so much. It's hard for me to keep track. And I have uh, recently been diagnosed with ADHD and it all makes sense now. So I don't know how I've been doing it. But yeah, I, I, I've been doing Twitch full time since last July. And I've been doing really well, I've been growing super fast. And it's, I was able to get a whole new proper gaming PC built from Twitch streams, <laughs> pretty much within the first like five months. So yeah, and um, my Twitch is BadPikaP, and uh, right now I'm this month I'm actually doing my third sponsorship, um, for HelloFresh. It's the biggest one I've done so far. So yeah, uh, a little shout out for you know HelloFresh sponsorship. If anybody wants to sign up using my code, it's a P O G S E three four five five really help a girl out. <laughs> so I've been really uh, focused on that this month. Um, it's only a month long. So I've been doing that. And then just, you know, from there on out, it's just, you know, searching for the next sponsorship, you know, tr- always growing, always finding out ways. I have an amazing, like, I guess, team of mods that are just phenomenal people. My whole community is amazing. So that's just been fantastic. And like I get sent different opportunities. I also do modeling and acting. And I've done that most of my life. And um, I have a Mannequin modeling on Thursday, so that'll be fun.
0: <laughs> mannequin modeling you'll have to expect, yeah. wait are you so are you like posing as if you were yes. in a store? Um, really? not
2: necessarily in a store, but like I am holding a pose for a long duration of time um, oh, okay, yeah, so that's gonna be fun, and it's gonna pay for the uh, massage therapist the next day <laughs> 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 and I also have a couple acting things um I've wrapped up and I have coming up as well. Um, always keeps it fun and interesting. Most of the acting stuff I've done have been short films and music videos. So I'm really excited for a couple of them that haven't come out yet, but will. Wow. And then I, I also do a couple podcasts that I am terrible at keeping up with. Uh, one of them's just like a bedtime ASMR, bedtime story ASMR. And then another one's a, a podcast discussing uh, chronic illness. I deal with multiple autoimmune diseases. So I have a podcast just kind of interviewing other people with chronic illness and kind of just make more Awareness and letting people know that they're not alone—that do deal with it.
0: That's great. It's good stuff. You, like I said, busy, busy lady. <laughs> yeah, so, those are just the top yeah.
2: ones. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, I, I've,
0: I've definitely checked out some of your cooking streams, and I do recommend. Oh my them. gosh. <laughs> As Thank someone you. who does not do a lot of cooking, you are like my spirit animal. I like. Thank you. you. are so realistic and natural. Yeah. You're not. Yep perfect in the kitchen i don't say that it's not a knock
2: no i get <laughs> it's not it. a knock <laughs> no I'm the first one to feel better
0: right it makes me feel better watching you because i'm like that's me i get I'm that a lot that mistake. See, she, she made the same thing first then it you know it'll save me oh, from yeah. doing it so
2: see and and anyway, that's, a, that's one of the things stuff. that i love to do You're like helping to show other people like how to do it how not to do it and like learn with me <laughs> and to that's not good. be afraid to to make those mistakes and and make those mistakes in front of a lot of people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to you got to be able to take and roll with the punches and Oh
2: you yeah. Know, I've oh seen yeah. What you do.
0: do you do any gaming on Twitch specifically or will you when you're not doing the Hello Fresh sponsorship you think?
2: Yeah, well, this month has been the only month that I've been sponsored by HelloFresh prior to this. I have done cooking streams as well, but majority of the time I am gaming on my Twitch streams. I do a lot of, I honestly, I jump around a lot. It's like, I I guess it's the ADHD thing. I hyper focus on a game and I don't even finish it. I, I can't finish games for some reason. It's like I have this fear of the ending of the game. And so, what I do is I was addicted to Raft on Steam and I was playing that. Like, I don't even want to admit it, but I would be on Raft for 11 hours straight, forgetting to eat even. <laughs> and I would be like, I streamed yeah. it and I, I'm like, yeah. I accidentally had it like a 10 hour stream. Like, how do you have an accidental 10 hour stream? I'm like, I don't know. I just <laughs> I had to build this Raft. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, um, All of a sudden, I found this other game called The Survivalist on my Switch, and that got me addicted, and I got everybody else to download it to play with me, and I forgot all about Raft. I still, I have this gigantic mansion of a raft that I built, and then the the (laughs) Survivalist monkeys, I had like a monkey gang, it was just, I I beat the main quest of it, and switched over to my time in Portia for sale, Mm -hmm. and I've never played it before, i heard about it a lot. And I'm like, well, I'll download it. <laughs> and So now it's 15 hours in, and it's only been a few days. So I, I rotate quickly um, in games. So there's only a couple of games that I've been able to actually complete from start to finish on on my streams, and those were very, very short games, like uh, King's Quest, uh, Day of the Tentacle, old-school DOS-type games. That's yeah. how I succeed at, in finishing games. They're just really short. <laughs>
0: cool. Well, <laughs> and, hey... It all counts. It's all about the enjoyment, right? Yeah. Whatever it is,
2: that works. My community's used to that.
0: (laughs) That's great. And just so you know, listeners, I will be sure, and on all of the show notes, I will make sure to drop all of our social accounts and various links. So, for example, uh, Jessie's Pika, Pika, bad Pika P. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) so that you can get the spelling correctly. I'll drop her Twitch link in (laughs) those show notes as well, so you guys can. Follow her and us if you would like. Well, last up we have Brad. And I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name. I'm assuming it's (laughs) Heian because it's a play on Heineken. Okay.
3: Yep. You got it. Yeah. uh, My name is Brad. I appreciate you uh, having me on air. And as Kevin knows, for like the last uh, couple of years, I've been talking about doing a podcast and never, ever pulled the trigger on it. So I was so excited when you reached out and said you were reviving this and wanted to include me. Like Jesse, my dad was the one, the catalyst who kind of got me involved in any of anything that I'm involved in now with video games and t- collecting toys and you name it. Like, it, it was my dad that I'd sneak into the basement. We, were, we got my, one of my funniest memories was we were giving my brother an N64 for his birthday. You know, it turned out to be more of a family treat, but my brother got to open it for his birthday. But for a couple weeks before uh, his birthday came up, me and my dad would sneak down into the basement and carefully unwrap it and play it. it. It was just, it was it was so cool at the for the time being. But primarily our house was a Nintendo household. And a lot, like Jesse mentioned with King's Quest, we did a lot of PC gaming with the 90s Windows 3.1. We had all the Sierra games between King's Quest and Space Quest. And when my dad wasn't around, I'd sneak on Leisure Suit Larry way before I was age appropriate to play it. But <laughs> um a lot of a lot of my uh a lot of my gaming uh learning what video gaming was came from PC gaming and, and Ken and Roberta Williams with the Sierra and King's Quest and played those over and over again and it, it it's it was just the best time and Westwood Studios Legend of Kyrandia Legend Studios with Companions of Xanth, I could I I was struggling to limit my list this morning when I was putting it all together because I have so many favorites from that time but Throughout the years I moved on, I met a buddy in fifth grade who had a PlayStation and introduced me to a new world outside of Nintendo because i i didn't really pay attention to anything. All I knew was Nintendo and that's where I learned about Final Fantasy and all these other games that I'd been missing out on and throughout the years, I you know come and go with with the different systems um between PlayStation and Xbox and whatever my friends were playing, but primarily now it's mostly just on PlayStation where I try to keep everything contained, most of the games that I prefer, the styles of the uh narrative structures of the Naughty Dog games and Sony Santa Monica and, and even Insomniac with the Spider-Man games they're all over on PlayStation so I primarily focus on there because my OCD about trophies and achievements and whatever I, I like have every everything in one place but when something really sticks out like games that I'm interested in uh, Tunic and other things that are coming up or that are out now that pull me away from the PlayStation I'm all over the place with with what I play but I'm all but primarily on PlayStation. And yeah, that's my, my gaming history in a in a quick nutshell.
0: That's good. Yeah, I remember definitely the Sierra games, for sure. Uh, I played a, quite a bit of the King's Quest, Space Quest series. I did not play Leisure Suit Larry, so I was not <laughs> a young delinquent it, like yourself.
3: Yeah, there's so much <laughs> of that game that I, I guarantee I didn't understand at the time, just the adult humor and mm and things and I, I know going back now i and I haven't played them in so long, but if I went back now and seen some of the things I would be like, What <laughs> what was I thinking? I, there's no way I understood any of what they're talking about on here, but
1: But to be fair, Laser Suit Larry never gets anywhere, right? So it's not like it actually went into that crazy of a situation, right? He always luck he he never had any luck. It's true, but him.
3: there was there was some vulgar <laughs> there was some vulgar stuff. There was nudity in it. I always thought it was the funniest thing to to figure out how to how to get the nudity to come out, but yeah. <laughs> it's uh not my proudest moments, but <laughs> <laughs> It
0: was like That's okay. Yeah.
3: But anyway, the yeah, those Sierra games, like the King's Quest games primarily. Um there's I think 8 of them, but aside from the remake that they did in 2016. I think there were eight of them, and the last one, The Mask of Eternity, I think was 96, maybe, 97, and at the time, like, was groundbreaking graphics for me, and looking back at some of the screenshots that I've, I've looked at recently, it was like, why, how gaming has improved <laughs> since then, but at the time, it was this this whole new world, that how it evolved from little sprites to, to what what it was at the time, but...
0: Yeah, no doubt.
3: It's it's one of the franchises I wish that they would... I think Activision maybe owns Sierra now, but I would love to see more in, in the Kingdom of Daventry and all the characters there that I grew up with.
0: Did you play the remake that they just made? Because I know that they put I, out something.
3: Yeah, there was five chapters, I think, in an epilogue. I, I played through that, um, I think that was 2016 they was, those came out, so I probably played Golly. them soon after. It's been a while since I played them, but it was it, i i remember thinking that it was a really good homage to to the original series i think you play as king graham again or at least a young version of him i or no he's the old per the old guy in the game but i don't remember the story as well as i probably should ever as much as i'm gushing about king's quest but, but. <laughs> it's something it's worth a revisit probably
0: yeah no that's great and how are you on your console collecting are you uh person that keeps all of them or are you more like me and trade them in
3: i've become that way all the nintendo consoles are still at my parents house i don't have any xboxes anymore i did trade those in when i when i got a switch and i put my xbox one toward my playstation 4 i think or maybe maybe that was toward my switch but i do have every sony console which i'm kind of proud of i do want to put them like on a shelf or something one time and display them because for all intents and purposes I'm a a Sony stand. <laughs> but Yeah. But yeah, that's that's where all my gaming resides for the most part. Cool. I do have a Vita, oh. but I don't have a PSP.
1: You were making me really nostalgic when you were talking about old computer games. It reminded me of Museum Madness and uh Billy Beamish and uh Monkey Island. Yep. Really? Yeah, Willie Beamish and I mean all those old games, I mean, I was a big PC gamer back when games came on discs, like floppy discs, and sure. remembering how uh, there was a Beauty and the Beast game that was like six diskettes to install, all that stuff.
3: Uh, I was going through a bunch of stuff today that was really uh, bringing up some memories, because I knew about King's Quest and Hu- the Hugo games and Laura Bow and all of these that I planned on mentioning, but then I saw some of the Microsoft package that they included on Windows 3.1 and above, where... It was Minesweeper and Microsoft Tetris and Rodent's Revenge, which was it's it's like a maze game where you're a mouse trying to collect cheese and, and stay away from the cats that are trying to catch you. And I think it was like a, a spinoff of something called Mousetrap and all these little games that were included on the PC that really like hit a nostalgia nerve this morning when I was prepping for the show. That I was like, man, if I could get on a Windows 3.1 or some kind of emulator to play these again, it would it would blow my mind, probably.
1: What about Jezball? say that again. <laughs> Jezball. Ball. Okay.
0: Thank you. Know. Hey, Leisure Suit Larry, I don't know. I don't know where this guy I don't it's know what not you guys not are Leisure about. Suit Larry. In the
1: Mic in the Microsoft game pack that you could get on floppy disk, jazz Ball, it was a floppy game where Ball. Sorry. <laughs> it
0: was
1: a it, it was a game where you started with like, imagine like a just like a square room as a window with a square like a gray background and this ball would go around like that screensaver like the dvd screensaver that would bounce off the sides and then you would draw a vertical line or a horizontal line and you would try to close the ball in and as the levels progressed you'd have to get smaller and smaller to beat the level and eventually you would have to like close close the ball into a like 98 percent of the screen was blacked out so it would just be a little ball bouncing in a small box i don't know it was a super fun game i it was would kind of part-
0: literally play that today that sounds like reverse yeah. breakout
1: it's it's super fun i'm seriously and, and they've made people have like remade it you can find a different version of it somewhere but it came on the microsoft game pack that was like a windows 3.1 just be, be careful when you google it, it now folks.
3: Yeah, (laughs) don't spell it. I'm looking at screenshots of it now, and it looks very. It looks familiar. I I can't recall
1: if I played it,
3: but I feel like I've seen it before.
1: It's a great game that does not get enough credit because we should be playing Jez Ball, you know, 2022 now. It's so funny.
0: (laughs) in 4K with ray tracing. Yeah, you mentioned Monkey Island briefly. That's one of the series that I'm hoping to get to at some point, and we'll likely talk about on the podcast once I do. I want to play through them all. I own them all on Steam. I just don't do a lot of PC gaming. And maybe when I talk about my own habits, I'll get into that. But I do want to go through the Monkey Island series, especially with the news this year that I believe they're okay. going to be making something new. Yeah. So that's one that I would like to go back to and, and revisit. Because I, have you know, tabbled with them, but it was 20 years ago. But anyway, Brad, so what else do you do other than gaming? Do you have any other hobbies?
3: Again, like with my, uh, what my dad introduced me to. No cooking shows. (laughs) You don't want me in the kitchen. I promise you that. (laughs) Hey, same uh, here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've, I've kind of gotten into a hobby of toy collecting. I have way too many toys that I, what I, my goal with them was, or what I've been doing with at least the nineties Ninja Turtle things is uh, photography with them, making scenes and doing what, you know, fun things with them make it's my friend uh or Kevin knows him as well Jason Michael is very very good at it and and kind of inspired me because i've had all these toys all my life that my dad got me into collecting because i thought they were cool and i was like i want to do something with them too so i have boxes and boxes of action figures that i sometimes get inspired to make little scenes with and i i kind of have a project in the back of my mind that i don't want to throw out into the universe yet but that i'm thinking about starting up relatively soon in regards to that but when i'm not doing anything uh you know, fun with toys and and video games. I'm trying to stay active by running. Um, I I run quite a few miles a week. That's those are my three probably biggest things. I I used to be bigger into movies like Kevin and reviewing them quite a bit, but now I I don't make as much time for that or or even television as much as I used to. But because I've just been kind of hyper focused on playing the games that I want to catch up on, and maybe I'll get back to yeah. the movie side of things once i settle down a little bit but that's it for the most part
0: all right well yeah well perfect segue for me then because talking about movies yeah i I totally get you i mean it's hard when you have a ton of hobbies and interests and a life and you know i'm lucky in that regard in a a way because i'm divorced it sounds weird to lead with i'm lucky because i'm divorced but i live alone at this point and both of my kids are Either out of high school and in college, or just about to be in college. And so I have so much free time <laughs> and I am able to kind of keep up with my movies and my TV and my games and put decent amounts of time into all of them still. Uh, going back for me, you know, I did do some PC gaming like you guys did. Man, such a trip reminiscing about the Sierra line of games because that was big for me. I was big into Master of Orion that series and different 4X games. It was kind of where I got my love of the Civilization series. That's carried through pretty much my whole life. And then it was a Nintendo. I was a Nintendo kid, so you know I grew up at a time when I, I don't even know how old I was six, seven, eight, eight years old when the Nintendo actually came out for the first time. And so I was in that perfect demographic that it was marketed to, and fell in love with it. You know, many a nights so I was. Grounded because I was caught up late at night playing that thing when I was supposed to be in bed, and I was getting in trouble over the stupid addiction to video games. All the way back ten years, you know, uh, when I was ten years old, and it's not really changed. It's just that nobody's here to police me now. But uh, (laughs) I did transition into PlayStation heavily. That was my console, so I was not really a Sega kid. Uh, And I know that there's always that question about you know, were you Nintendo? Were you Sega? So I haven't played a lot of the original Sega properties, and it was always PlayStation, and I just fell in love with RPGs. Um, I was a D and D player as well, and I, you know, that's kind of where
2: RPGs too. got
0: their start, right? Like that's where they come from. It, it, it was born out of that ideal of like trying to be the character and having stats that mattered for your progression and for different. You know, combat type situations and such, and so, you know, I just fell so in love with JRPGs and with Nintendo and PlayStation, I had my fill, and from there, I was a PlayStation guy. I don't, I did not even own an original Xbox, so I came to Halo extremely late in my life. I was never a first-person shooter guy, for the most part. It took years before I even started enjoying them, but I just didn't have one. My first one was an Xbox 360. Um, And then now I I like a little bit of everything and I play a lot of things, but big budget narrative driven. You know, if I had to go to a desert island and there's only one type of game that I could play, I would be like, give me Sony exclusives. That would be my choice. Right. Because those are the games that emotionally hook me. And that kind of plays into the fact that I have a film podcast, Kevin. Mine's been going about six years now called Feelin' Film, where we approach our reviews about movies from an emotional perspective more than a technical one. I kind of am a film critic by name, I guess, because I have press credentials and I'm in a film critic society and I vote on awards, but the reality is that I'm not that critical of movies, (laughs) to be honest. I really focus on the positive and the things that I love about them. And so I've been doing that and I I have a lot of fun with that. And it will always be a big part of my life and something I enjoy. But games have always been there too. And so I try to find that balance. I'm the kind of person that has everything, one of all of the stuff, as long as it's the newest version, as I mentioned earlier. So, you know, I'm a day one Series X, a day one PS5, a day one Switch OLED kind of guy. I've got to have... Hardware available to play whatever comes out that catches my fancy or that is a big, makes a wave in the cultural zeitgeist. Those are the things I'm going to want to experience 99% of the time. Occasionally, there will be something that's in a genre that's just not for me, which largely was, for example, the From Software, Dark Souls, Soulsborn model for me up until Elden Ring. And so, like many, I have now been drinking the kool-aid sure we'll talk about that plenty in the coming weeks as well i play a lot i don't finish a lot so i'm a lot like you in that regard <laughs> jesse where i i too actually am diagnosed with adhd so maybe that's the thing maybe that's the that reason i i don't know it makes sense <laughs> yeah i mean and now and there are games i finish don't get me wrong
2: some there are ones between
0: but that yeah they really typically have to capture my attention and when i finish them what you said spoke to my experience so yeah. much because i will blaze through the last of us part two in 40 hours in three days i will mm-hmm. i will play the whole game and and i just can't stop but the moment that i take a break and i move to the next squirrel shiny you know yep. then it's a it's it's a 50 50 chance if i'm ever oh, yeah. coming back to the the thing right so i have a lot of games that are in progress right now things that i'm I keep telling myself I'm going to do one game at a time. It never works, never ever. Uh, Which is good, I think, for the podcast. That's going to work out because I'm going to be able to talk about a lot of stuff. We can all celebrate together when Jesse and I actually roll credits on a game, and we can be like, "Yeah,
2: you did it! You guys did it!" Uh, So I'm
0: right there with you guys.
2: Yeah, I I was really impressed with myself. I was playing a Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and I can't even tell you how many hours I logged into that game. I literally completed. 98, 99% of that game, and I was like, I had three more uh, vaults to, or ruins to do, 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 and I think like 15 more Koroks to find, there's a ton of Koroks in that game, and I had to do the lost boss, and that was it, I I was done, 100% completion, I somehow, and I was gonna, I was gonna beat it too, I was gonna stream me actually finishing a game, not only that, but a Legend of Zelda game, and full completion. I don't know how I did it, and honestly, it kind of makes me sick to my stomach still, even thinking about it and realizing it. I try to suppress it down. I somehow deleted that entire file. No! Oh, oh. no. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No.
2: I, that's I, like, yeah.
0: I mean, that's, yeah, that's 100 worst. plus it's, hours.
2: Th- that is um, Easily, a tragic so loss. Many hours. Oh, that's oh. so many hours. It was like a that's couple so painful. years yeah oh. yeah thank you guys i'm glad that you can understand because <laughs> i'm pretty sure my heart rate has already just jumped up a lot just by telling this story
0: <laughs> kevin put f for respects in the chat Good job. thank you kevin thank you <laughs> had to do it, I, love
2: it. <laughs> I appreciate that
0: oh man well hopefully well, I... we don't experience that again Go ahead. i think
1: brad is is going to be the only one of this crew that finishes games because i'm i'm <laughs> i'm right there with you guys i if a new game comes out and it looks cool to me, I'll buy it. Day one, $60, $70. And my son plays games, so honestly, he's getting the use out of it. You know, it's not like I'm just spending it and never playing it. But, I mean, I'll buy the new games, check it out. Oh, it's really fun, and I won't touch it. It's just I don't have the time, but I want to play it. I want to see what it's all about. I want to be able to talk about it at least a little bit. But, yeah, I wish I had more time to finish
0: them. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's like it's different, different psychologies to us all. But yeah, no. So I mean, I guess that's me in a nutshell. Uh, I'm I'm just into everything. Uh, I'm a sports fanatic as well. So there's always a sports something on. I have a big second huge TV in my living room next to my big main TV. And so I'm almost always gaming with some kind of sports on unless it's late at night and there just are literally no sports taking place. Daughter's in college. As I mentioned, she's learning coding right now. She's at DigiPen institute of technology so nice. it's a gamer school and it is really cool you can learn more about her actually she was with me in episode a 11 if i call it the right thing she was in the final episode of the previous iteration of this podcast and we reviewed breath of the wild together yeah it was a great experience yeah it's her favorite game of all time and it was a really really cool thing and it's neat to have kids like you mentioned You know, Kevin, with your son, I know you played some Sea of Thieves and get to play games with him. And obviously that's just a a joy that many of us can relate to. And now here I am watching my kid like she showed us this weekend at a family gathering a trailer for the game that her game team made over this last semester. And I've played many of her games that she's made single handedly during game jams or with like tiny little random teams over the years. And they're all kind of I mean, let's be real they're not anything to really get excited about. This blew me away. It was such a cool trailer and a really neat little platformer that they put together and I was just, I was so proud and I was like, "Man, maybe all those tens of thousands of dollars every single year that this is costing me is is going to pay off in the long run cuz you're going to be happy and uh and take care of me when I'm old."
1: I can totally relate, Aaron, as a a gamer, when you're a father and your kids are finally the age to play the games that you want to play and can play with you. It's a really
0: cool thing. All right. Well, I think that covers it. And we are going to be getting into our episode two here very shortly. So we're going to cut this one off. Thank you for listening. Our next episode will be a 2022 catch up. So we're going to talk more about the specific games. That we've been playing what we've been into what we've been up to over the last four or so months since we're starting this podcast here in the middle of april we have some catching up to do if you like what you hear here please subscribe that'll help us out share us with your friends follow us on twitter and other social media usually it's all at the games we love so it's easy and simple to find there will be links to our website and all of our individual social channels For both the podcast and the hosts in the show notes to each and every episode. And we're all very talkative and friendly, so feel free to hit us up and chat on social media. And additionally, if you did enjoy the show and you have a few minutes, please be nice and drop us a quick five star review and some kind words in the Apple Podcast app. Specifically, that's the best one that can help us out. But anywhere that you happen to be listening, whether it's on Spotify or Overcast or Stitcher, I don't even know everywhere in the world has a podcast app these days i mean you could be listening to us on amazon radio for all i know i don't even know what that's called but i know amazon has a podcast thing now so leave us a review there and we would appreciate it thank you for listening we'll be back soon